What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? Guys, I feel like a really bad daughter. Why? Because my mom is a huge Los Bukis fan. Oh, Los Bukis. Okay. Now, for those that don't know, would you say Los Bukis are like a Mexican Bee Gees? Yeah, I can say that. Okay. Say what, that. Are they like a disco band? Los Bukis, like like I'm going to bookie, like I'm going to get down, boogie down? No, it was that. like a romantic oh, kind yeah. of, yeah, Yeah, band. you know, like the Bee Gees had ballads and yeah, stuff ballads. too. Like they weren't just like a disco band. But like they, what I mean by that more like that they were popular in like the 70s and 80s. Got it, got it, okay. Yeah, so my mom, so they announced that after 25 years, they reunited because their main, you know, the front man, Marco Antonio Solis, did his solo thing. So they reunited and they're doing a, a tour. And I was right. like, Mom. For I, the first time in how long? 25 years. Okay. That's crazy. So I told my mom, you know what, Mom? I'm going to try to get you tickets. So shout out to Janice. Janice and I were trying to get tickets for our mamas today in the morning. And we failed. But before we failed, I told my mom, Mom, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting tickets. And I did not. Oh, and you didn't mm. get them. It's no. not over. Right, there's so much time. I felt so bad. So we're still trying, but okay. you know the bookies. I I'm 32. I mean, can we call the Rams to get you some bookies? <laughs> I don't know, Greg, Stadium. Greg, your management. Yeah. How many people? Oh no, dude, this is a guy. huge deal. Not uh, that guy. Like, they haven't. I mean, they haven't played. They're like years. one of the most popular. Mexican bands mm -hmm. ever, and they're I'm playing 25 years. This is a stadium event, no question about it. Got it. It's Got huge. It. Mm. Well, don't give up, Laura. You know, listen. Like I have my my daughters. They always want to go to these concerts, and I, I'm you know all their you know young kid concerts, and they're mm -hmm. like, Dad, we got to get tickets. And I'm like, Okay, so we'll get them. And they're like, No, they're all sold out. I'm like, The show's not for three months. Between now and then, tickets will happen. I mean, yeah, but you know, I could have paid. X amount now I don't want to be bad bunny type of money ticket <laughs> but it's yeah. getting there I mean it, it when they Janice was finally able to get in the cheapest I think was like $700 and it wasn't great seats. What? $700 yeah. oh, and that's like the the nosebleed right? uh -huh. yeah, it wasn't great nothing, seats no can anyone help us out with those bookies tickets yo who got the bookie tickets you I know appreciate what? it. I'm going to find you some bookies. I'm going to get you some tickets, tickets, girl. Right. Don't you yeah. worry. Yeah, I'm going to put saying. my antennas up and see what's out there. Right. You see? just put it out into the universe. It will come to you. Universe, bless me. No, I am very blessed, man. I ain't even going to. Mm -mm. Now, do you need them and Janice needs them, so we need four tickets? No, Janice got hers. No, Janice didn't. I thought she said she got them for $700. No, no, no. We no, did, no, we she could have gotten them, but she would have cost oh, her $700. Yeah, oh. no, yeah. So we need to get four tickets. LZ, you want to work on two and I'll work on two? <laughs> no, yeah. they got all four be together. We need a miracle. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need a miracle. I mean, do you care if you're together, Laura? Nah, man. Look at her. She's like, nah, man. Janice is my girl, but I don't care. But hey, no, the thing is, this is the thing. We can give them two tickets and let both moms take each other. That's true. I'm cool with that. No, because look, the reason is that what if we can get them close and they're like, well, we could only get Laura or Janice. I want both of us to go. But if it's got to be that we separate, we separate. Yeah, yeah. So hit us up, 877-710-ESPN, if you can get those bookies tickets. All right, so I'm in on Ticketmaster. All right, right now, I'm in. Yeah, it is. You're right. It is pretty sold out. The only thing available is like floor seats, and they're like two grand. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And then they you don't go on sale that. for Ticketmaster until tomorrow or like. Well, I'm in the pre-sale right now. Oh, okay. I've got pre-sale action on Ticketmaster right now, and what it's the only thing, the cheapest seat available is nine hundred fifty-five dollars. Come on, I wouldn't pay that. No way. Would you pay that? 
your favorite band is playing, would you, even if Pearl Jam was playing, I'm sorry, Eddie, at 950 bucks a ticket, I'm out. At 2000 bucks a ticket, I'm out. I'll, I'll watch it on YouTube, man. Thanks anyway. But come on, would you guys really pay that for a concert? It depends on who it is, man. All right. Who would you pay that I for? I would consider it. I would consider it for sure. Like, it just depends. Like, mm. if it's like if it's like a, a really famous artist, I, I think I would consider. All right, let me just work behind the scenes. See what I can figure out. We're gonna work behind the scenes. Oh, thank you guys. I totally didn't do the story because of this. But no, thank no, you, no. Thank we want to help you. <laughs> I mean, I'm we're a family here. You, you a very disgruntled, a, a very disjointed family, but, but a family nonetheless. That's true. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sedano's yeah. still trying to take me to a, send me to a Clipper game. <laughs> I told her, I said, the Clippers actually just sent me an email for tickets for the next round. So if you, you want tickets, so I can get you that. They're like 20 you're, bucks? They're, they're, you're they're really cool <laughs> about not asking us for tickets. What did you say, Greg? But I got like boys and stuff who would be like, like on Saturday, be like, hey, dog, can you get me in the Super Bowl? Right, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, no. you're giving us like, us this concert's not till September. Like, right. we got plenty of time. Plenty of time. You know? like, plenty I hate people like that. Like, I, you know, we've, you guys have worked in media. I've worked in, in like, music stations. Yeah. And people are like, yo, you're there. Can you hook me up? No, bruh. Dude, like, I have yeah, given up no. my ticket broker days. LZ, I've had that exact same thing where people oh, call yeah, yeah. me yeah. for outrageous things, like, yes. minutes All beforehand. And All I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm My ticket brokering days are done. Yeah, I mean, the biggest much. one was the... Uh, was the inauguration, Obama's second inauguration. Oh, my God. People were hitting me up like I was Obama. Right. And I was like, yo, I got yo, Obama, though. You think Barry can give you a couple of tickets for me? I yeah, had all yeah. kinds of people hitting me up, people I hadn't talked to in a good year. Those are the hey, worst. I know you was on CNN. Um, yeah. It's like, no, that's not yeah. how this works. The worst. Yep. I got a buddy of mine who just emailed me two days ago uh, from Monterrey, Mexico. And he said, hey, I'd really like to come up to San Diego this week and go to the U.S. Open. Can you hook it up? And I'm Wait, like, but you were about to give us a chance to go watch the U.S. Open with you. What, you, you don't like I, this guy very much? I have an extra ticket, right? right? But that's not what he wants. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got an extra ticket. It's GA, man. We're going to just walk around and have a good time. It's a much reduced crowd and so on. He goes, no, no, no. I want, like, corporate hospitality, free no, drinks hell. all day. And, all, and I'm like... Normal circumstances, that happens. It just so happens this year the USGA made a, a lot of things smaller, and a lot of that hospitality wasn't as available. But he wasn't like, hey, can, can I go? Can you get me a ticket? It was like, you got me all hooked up with all the VIP. Right, he wants the VIP package. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. there's some people like that. Bad idea, Shameless. man. I, I basically only, it's, fr it's very close friends and family that I will pull these things for. That's it. Ain't nobody else family, I'm messing how, with. How about family who asks you to get tickets to events not anywhere near you live? Here's my, an example. My oh, it happens all the time. My, my sister last year, hey, can you get me tickets for the Stanley Cup finals? Because the Tampa Bay Lightning are in the finals. She had to tell me that because, of course, she knew I wouldn't know that. And, and I just figured you can get me the tickets. And so, you know what it takes to, like, now i got to find somebody in the organization or somebody who knows somebody. And, yeah, you know, I can pull it off. I can make it happen. But, man, it's, it's asking a lot. Yeah, It's like it asking it's somebody lot. to go help you move. Yeah. Help, that's the worst thing you can do. Don't be that friend. Don't ask them to help you move. Just don't do it. Don't, don't be that friend. Stanley Cup tickets in Tampa. Yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Uh, of course, Morongo Casino, Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Pardon me. Uh, good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So Los Bukis. Laura needs help for Los Bukis. If you know where to find Los Bukis Please tickets, hook us up. She found 877 <laughs> Um, she needs more. Right. 
So I have an admission. You had your admission, Cap, that you you know you 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 told the audience that uh, you know at the end of the day you spend a lot of time in San Diego and the Pods are your squad and that's fine. I I'll say this: four kids who are Padres fans. You know, I got four of them that all yeah. like tonight. Tonight is the opening night, like Dodger Stadium two nights ago, fifty three thousand. Tonight's the same thing in Petco Park. My kids yeah. literally bought tickets. Hey, Dad, can you get us tickets? No, they bought them. Good. Let make yeah. them buy it. Yeah. So he, here's my admission. I would say this, because I am no longer as huge a baseball fan as I may have been even 10 years ago, I, you know, I grew up a Yankee fan because my dad was a Yankee fan. We went to spring training games. I lived in Florida. Their spring training site was in Fort Lauderdale when I was a kid. So he's watching me all the time. Don Mattingly was my favorite player. But I'm going to be real. I have not watched an entire Yankee game all season, but I've watched a lot of Dodger baseball over the last year and change, or a couple of years since they've been, Spectrum's been on uh, on DirecTV specifically. I'm a Dodger fan now. I'm being real. Like I, I don't love baseball like that, where I, where I can, where I don't feel like I can, I don't need, I can, I have to stay loyal to a team that I don't even watch anymore. Like if the Yankees win, I'll be happy for them. Like don't get me wrong, I still would like them to be Boston. Um, because I think that that's part of always going to be in my DNA. But I watch way more Dodger baseball than all the other teams combined. So I'm just a Dodger fan at this point now. I'm just going to cop to it, and that's the deal. That's my admission. Okay, LZ, we've uh, I've admitted openly today you've called me out. You were right. Listeners called me out. They were right. I got a love-hate thing going on with the Padres. I don't have a hate thing because I didn't grow up in San Diego hating the Dodgers, but... I made my admission, LZ. It's true. I am a closet Padre fan. So not really in the closet. Unless no, I've come out now. Today, the doors I'm, open. I'm out now. I don't even yeah. think there's walls in this closet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're like in the garage. <laughs> Maybe well, just outside. Yeah. <laughs> All by myself by in yourself, my brown with the, shirt. With the Padre flag. <laughs> thinking no one can see you if you don't move yeah, like right. that. LZ, do you have an admission? You said you had an admission. Or are you just saying I that do. just to say? It? No, oh, no, okay. no, I have an admission. So, oh. um, as many listeners know. Uh, today, Juneteenth, was signed as a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, the ceremony was today. And I was not aware of the woman by the name of Opal Lee. And I'm embarrassed to admit it because I like to stay on top of information like that. But Opal Lee, who is 94 today, but back in 2016, she walked from Fort Worth, where she is from, all the way to Washington, D.C., to draw attention to Juneteenth in an effort to make it a national holiday. Wow. 1,400 miles. Wow. That's crazy. From Fort Worth to Dallas. And to ha- Washington, rather. Let's see. Well, she's 94 now, so five years ago. I puts oh her at 89. God. Oh, my God. 88, she she walked 1,400 miles at 89 years old? Unbelievable. Apparently. So, Damn. Did not know that story. Found it out today. Um, so I want to take this time, one, to apologize to, to Miss Lee for my lack of knowledge in terms of her fantastic effort. And then also acknowledge her fantastic effort because today, Juneteenth, the day that is truly Independence Day, was finally signed into federal law. I did see that. That's awesome. Amen to that. Wow, that's an amazing story to be that age and to put out that kind of an effort. I love when people do these kinds of things. Walk across the country, ride a bike across the country, swim from Catalina to L.A. I love those sorts of endurance sports efforts to bring awareness to something. But come on, 89 years old, that's walking crazy. 1,400 miles, that's wild. insanity. Yeah, it's super wild. I want to yeah, be alive at 89. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. 
Uh, well, that's a cool story, LZ. And, and and look, man, you don't need to know everything. Um, but you know, that's cool. It's nice to have uh, everybody be so um, vulnerable. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, well, look, the Dodger thing, I'm just, you know, what are we doing here? Like, again, I, I literally came to my – it, it kind of dawned on me, like, earlier this – like, when I went to the game on Sunday. Like, I wanted them to win. And I'm like, I, you know, do I want the Yankees to win still because they were, like, the, my childhood team? Sure. But, like, if I really wanted them to win that bad, I'd, I'd watch more of their games. And I don't. I don't even have them on when we're doing the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe occasionally, if I remember, I'll flip it on. But I'm always watching basketball, so, so it's like, let's see. You know, if if the Dodgers and the Yankees go to the World Series and they play each other, who are you rooting for? I'd rob the Dodgers to win at this point. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like. I want to the hear. Dodgers. To, you know what? I bought my kids. I bought my kids two Dodger jerseys, and let me explain that story real quick. So I went to the game on Sunday, and on the way out, I went to the team store, and yo these. And this is not just the Dodgers. This is like every team they when you go you. to the stadium or the arena. They get you, okay? Mm-hmm. Dude, because the the kids' clothing, all right? I went to buy – I was like, oh, I'll get them a T-shirt, right? I'll get them a T-shirt. Yo, the T-shirt, the dry fit T-shirts were $42 for children. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how much is this jersey over here? Like this, you know, Nike jersey for kids. And it's like $65. I'm like, for that, I'll get them the nice-ass jersey than this dry-fit T-shirt that, you know, I could buy at Walmart for half the price. Like, so the, at least the the jersey is sweet. You know what I mean? And my 7-year-old and my 2-year-old can wear a sweet jersey. I bought them big because, you know, I, that thing needs to fit for a couple of years. But, you know, you get my point. So after that, I kind of, like, thought to myself, I'm a Dodger fan. My kids are going to grow up Dodger fans. My wife's a Dodger fan. She grew up in Granada Hills. I like them. I watch them all the time. Let's just let's just make this a deal, you know? Do you want let's to know go. what the best part about being a Padre fan is? Nothing. Is Nothing. Usually, Nothing. well, no, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Usually, you have a really nice stadium. Isn't it you do have a beautiful it's stadium. It's a nice Fantastic spot, stadium. Dodger Don't mess fans it up. Don't Dodger me- fans when, when will they enjoy say, it. Fix it. Fix it. Don't mess it up. Don't have them leave, man. No, no. The Do- <laughs> Do- you're right, LZ. Dodger fans will come down to San Diego next week and they will enjoy Petco Park. But the best part, usually, of being a Padre fan is that after the All-Star break, you don't have to watch baseball anymore because usually the season's over, okay? And you could transition yourself at that point into getting ready for football season. I thought this year would be different. But I can tell you guys right now, as you guys very calmly said to me, don't worry about the Dodgers losing 15 of 20 games. They'll be there at the end, and they have recovered. Yep. I have seen the Padres now collapse over the last 15 games, 4 and 11. Can't pitch, can't hit. Only one guy on the team can play, and that's Tatis. And so now um, I'm getting ready to end baseball season here real soon. And, yeah, and but by the way, they're football. still the third best team in, in, in the National League. They just all happen to be in the National League West. Well, this but year. they're falling apart. I mean, the Giants yeah, it's now fine. have a It's baseball, league. man. It's a long, uh, it's a long season. And, uh, Padre fans are conditioned differently, George. Yeah. We expect disaster and collapse, okay. and that's yeah. what we think is happening right now. Okay. Well, maybe that'll be the case, but I just See how like calm Dodger season. fans have yeah. been? LZ, the whole mm. time. Don't worry. It's fine. Pretty Nothing much. to worry about here. It yeah. was May, right. man. Yeah. And, and it's early. It's still early in June, to be honest with you. Uh, anyway, about right. to end. we're going to be back in three minutes. Coming up next, it is time to give one Paul George his due. 
I know you don't want to hear it, but it's time for everyone to take their medicine. We'll get to that in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> so there is another anniversary today. The anniversary of this song being released, Fly by Sugar Ray, 24 years ago, June 17th, 1997. And basically, this is like one of those great bad songs. Like, can we admit that, that there are great bad songs, like songs that were very popular that just weren't very good? Earworms? Earworms, but just not great songs. Like, no disrespect to Sugar Ray. Um, Mark, what's his name? Mark, um... Something? McGrath. What's his face? McGrath, oh. right. Mark McGrath, who has had a, a pretty cool career after being Sugar Ray, uh, or being in Sugar Ray. Is it a band, right? Or was he Sugar Ray? I think yes. he's Sugar Ray, but I it's think- a band. I thought he, was, <laughs> he just <yeah>. says yes. <laughs> Elsie says yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, it did gen. Although that whole era of like that genre of music or and or ska music like created just a weird phase. I feel like of like the mid to late nineties of like just weird fashion, uh, frosted tips everywhere across the country, but specifically in Orange County, I believe. You just mentioned mid nineties. And you're mentioning anniversaries, and I'll just throw this out there because I'm sure everybody's seen this, you know, posted places. I didn't realize today was the day, June 17th. I didn't know. Um, but the, today's the anniversary of the OJ chase, 1994. How about that? Yeah, for sure. That's one of those things where everybody knows exactly where they were when the OJ chase started or when it made it onto television. Yes or no? Does everybody here have that? I'm still trying to figure out why you keep calling it a chase. What, do, what would you phrase it? Exhibition. Just cars rolling slowly down the highway. Parade. A, even a parade. I'll even give you a parade. We know it wasn't a chase. We just don't have another phrase for it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have a good phrase. We know what a chase in L.A. looks like. That wasn't it. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 1994. Where is everybody? Uh, I mean, I was watching the uh, Knicks and Rockets. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, who wasn't? Bob Costas broke into coverage, and they were split screen. So that's what I remember about it. I remember. What else was on television in 1994? What else? Yeah, because I actually don't know. (laughs) You mean like like, that day? Yeah, like you. I'm just watching the the championship. So I actually don't know what else was on television. (laughs) Right. What other shows were actually interrupted? Um, so June 17th was what day on the calendar? I guess that's the first thing you have to look at, right? June 17th, 1994. What day of the week was June 17th, 1994? I feel like it was a Saturday. I, I'm like... Well, we could just look it up. We don't yeah, that's too. Friday. I might have it. Oh, Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was a Friday. So Gosh. what? Uh, TGIF whatever, on ABC, right? I would imagine. Oh, TGIF on ABC. So what is that? Is that hanging with Mr. Cooper? Who is that? No, Full House, uh, Urkel. Mm. 
Mm. Um, those kind of shows. Yeah. Mm. What was the one you said, Greg? Family Matters. Urkel was Family Matters. Yeah, oh, that Urkel. Was it was Family called? Matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Those were interrupted. Dude, um, I was I was in a sweaty apartment. I had a girlfriend. She had two girlfriends she lived with. They had boyfriends. We all, like six people living together. It was hot. It was sweaty. It was Pittsburgh, PA. And we had fans blowing in from the outside. Like, it was just so sweaty that day. And I remember watching that game and this the interruption of, O.J. Simpson is cruising down the freeway in the back of a car. A.C. Cowlings is driving. I mean, I just I know exactly where I was, what I was doing, the people I was with, the feeling of the the humidity in the air. That's just one of those, you know, seminal moments that I think most people know where they were. So, LZ, here's exactly what was on. Okay, I will tell Mm -hmm. you exactly what was on. Okay, ABC uh, did not. uh, Full House was no longer on. So it was Family Matters as the eight o'clock show. Uh, Then it was then it was Boy Meets World. Um, Boy, step by work. step and hanging with Mr. Cooper was also so on a job, was hanging with Mr. Cooper. Look at nice me, job. my TV guy knowledge. Nice Not job. Yeah. Give yeah. each other high fives. You know, it's it's funny because there are so many other sports things that happen, like legitimate sports things that happen around that time. Like incredible things. Like I think Arnold Palmer played like his last round, if I recall, like the 30 for 30. There were some other things that we did a 30 for 30 on everything that happened in sports that day. And I just yeah. remember thinking, yeah, all of this got bumped for a car pseudo right. chase. So yeah. on C- on CBS, they had something called Diagnosis Murder. Are you familiar with that show? I don't even don't remember, remember that, that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I know Seinfeld made fun of that show. I felt like they had an episode where they made fun of that show. Um, CBS, Which is the ultimate compliment, by the way. Right, right. Then Picket Fences was on uh, CBS. Remember Picket, I remember hearing about. I remember hearing about these shows, but I stopped watching CBS. Yeah. After Dallas, I think. Pretty much Fox. I mean, Fox was such a new, new like network at that time. The X Files though was on at that time. Mm. You didn't so go back that, to CBS for CSI Miami. Great show. Yeah, but certainly not on in 1994. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've come back to CBS. I mean, since you already made the hard pivot from Sugar Ray to OJ. I like, wonder you know. what happened to Sugar Ray. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, we were having fun talking about Sugar Ray, but you, you see, this is what you do. You have the sports Tourette's I, or the show Tourette's. I've, done, I've said this to you before. Like, we were definitely getting to OJ at some point, but Laura played Sugar Ray. We were going to talk about Sugar Ray and Frosted Tips and probably Greg skateboarding somewhere in you know at that time. I was um, down Ventura Boulevard. Exactly. And go. then you were like, you, you needed to go and give us the 405 and OJ on the yeah. white Bronco. I know. We I were going to get there. I heard 94. There I heard June 17th. All right, Sugar Ray. Let's get back to Sugar Ray. Come on. I mean, by no, the way, it's over this now. Is, this is I'm not over ska, Sugar by Ray. the way. This is gentrified ska. I want to make sure we're clear It is on gentrified this. ska. There's no right. question. Yes, uh, 100%. It's poppy ska. It's pa. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Pa. That is a great pa. way. Poppy Ska, by the way, would be a good uh, strain. I had no that's a, idea. Oh, that's that, a really good strain. Yeah. And no also idea a Sugar Ray was considered thing, Ska. Like the stripper who's bald, but you still are into her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sinead O'Connor made Ska bald had? look good, okay? Yeah, until she didn't. Uh, did she? But in retrospect, she was right. She was right. She was right. She Sugar was Ray right. was Ska. I didn't know they were Ska. Yeah, ish. They didn't know either. Yeah, yeah. Scott ish. I mean, I Scott actually, pop. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tripping on them because at that time, I definitely listened to their music and, and right. you know, whatever. You know, it was like, why? You know, I, and it's in fashion now to look back on it and mock them. But at that time, they were popular for a reason. <laughs> like, people enjoyed it. 
Great. No question. listen to it. We'll I did. I loved that. Now, I, mean, I feel like Kaplan in 1994 had frosted tips. Oh No, I was working no, you hard. Probably, you probably had all blonde, didn't you? I, I was working hard on a mullet back then. You know, I was working hard on like a the... mullet? The, well, not so oh, much a right. mullet. Like, like curly hair. Like We've you know, seen long, the picture. Yes, yeah. we've seen the picture. The, the yes, man bun. The I was working yeah. on a man bun. Yeah. Yeah. Bergman, absolutely. I've seen the picture has had frosted tips. I did have frosted okay. tips. Not only did I have frosted tips, I tried to be a little bit different where I went... Like light brown on top of the dark brown to see if that would work. That didn't yeah. work. And and Laura, I, I know what you're up to by playing Sugar Ray because you knew I wanted to talk about it, so I wouldn't talk about Paul George. But I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment. I ain't going away. <laughs> how did okay? I get blamed for this? I just I'm just saying. I know fun. what you're up to. I know how sneaky you are. Okay. George, you have George tips? balled. He yeah. balled out. There he you balled go. out, and he, he was cold out. last night too. He was frosted, frosted cold against the Jazz. He, mm. he was looking cold when he was hitting jumpers. So we will get into that on the other side. I want to open it up to the audience. Do you feel the need to apologize to Paul George? I apologize. Or are you going to give me the, no, he needs to do it again. 877-710-3776. We'll get into all that coming up. We are back in two minutes and 15 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, thanks a lot, Chris. Let's start with Kaplan to start it off. What's going on, Cap? Hi there, Greg Bergman. How are you today? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. So, would you rather be able to? <laughs> That's so fake, bro. <laughs> would you... He was a game show host. He exactly. Exactly. Would you rather be able to control fire or control water? Ooh. So basically, are, do you want to be like Iceman or uh, what's the what's the other I girl's need some name? Clarification. Okay. Some clarification. Oh, or like you ready? Yep. Ready. Are you a fire starter? Or a fire manipulator. Oh, that's fire a manipulator. Gotcha. So you know the character in Game of Thrones, the fire woman. You know that really weird scene where they have to sacrifice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stannis the witch Baratheon's lady. Yeah, yeah. Kid, yeah. remember? Like yeah, yeah. that scene freaked me out, dude. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I didn't like that scene. I agree. Yeah. Well, so I'm supposed gonna, to like it. I understand. <laughs> I was turned awesome. off the show because of that scene. Yeah, me that too. scene. It made me sick. Right. Never seen so, it. So I'm going to say... Don't watch that scene, Laura. I'm going to douse fire with water. I'm going to be a water guy is what I'm going to do. Okay. I like the water. I, I know. I'm just a water person in general. Uh, fire freaks me out a little bit. So I'm going to go... I am, I am also going to be a water person. I will make the trifecta because to be a, a fire manipulator can be very limiting. Because that yeah. means you always need a source. Right, you need something to start the fire. Exactly. We've and we didn't had a start the fire, as yeah. Billy Joel once said. Right. None yeah. of us seem to be able to really start fires. But there's know, like moisture in the water. There's moisture everywhere, so you always yeah. have water present. Yeah. So yeah. I would much rather you control could, the water. You could just start running. You sweat, and you use your sweat on people. You, you don't know? even need yeah. to run. There's moisture in the air. That's fair. Fair Fair point. All right, what's next, Greg? All right, LZ. Would you rather live without the internet or yes. live... 
<laughs> oh, all right. Or live without AC and heating. Yes. Oh, come on. You, you heard me the first hard. time. You take the internet. Yeah. Because I've already internet. accomplished that. You can't yeah, work. I, I, I need air conditioning. You need to work. You need the internet. What do you mean you need to need work? The, I don't need the internet to work. I go to the studio. I can type Thanks. by hand. Right. I don't need the internet. On days, internet. listen, when, I, when I'm going on vacation, you're going to see I am not going to be on the internet once. Oh, that reminds like, me. I need to turn in my days, don't I, Greg? Yeah, see, I already <laughs> yes, did all that. Do, thank I you. gave the whole year. How about me that? Me too. I, I, I gave I you through the end of the, the end of 2021. I didn't go, go that far, but I, yeah. I certainly got myself through Q3 of yeah. 2021, yeah. Um, which I never planned like that. So, I, um, I don't, Greg, go give me this one more time. I want to just. Would you rather some... live without the internet, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, or would mm-hmm. you rather live without AC and heating? I think I'm going to go with I, I need the internet. I, I'm I'm going to give up AC. I don't even have AC now. Okay. Um, I'm going to give up without heat? AC. I'm I know sorry, it's cool. Man, you crazy. I know it's cooler near the water, but I live near the water too. And my wife literally said to me, "I don't care where you want to live. We just need air conditioning. I don't yeah. care." She's like, "I don't care that if we live close to the water." She's like, "I've lived in this town almost all my life." And there's going to be at least those three to four weeks where you're going to be like, I can't believe I don't have AC. I think I was conditioned by my father, who's one of the cheapest people on the face of the planet, who when I grew up in South Florida, it would be so hot and sweaty. They're even worse. He he wouldn't turn on the air conditioning. My uncle would sleep on a on a tile floor. I said, Uncle, why are you sleeping on a tile floor? He goes, because your your father's too cheap to turn on the air conditioning. So I'm I'm not going to have the air conditioning. I can't stand the heater. I, I can't live without the internet. I admit it. I'm addicted. Okay. Yeah, well, no, clearly. We know that. All right, what's next? All right, this will say a lot about you. Sedano, would you rather be handsome but stupid or intelligent but ugly? Oh, I'd much rather be intelligent but ugly because I feel like intelligent, you can still charm somebody. Oh, this is very tough. This is very, very tough. This was for you, Cap, actually. Yeah. Oh, it really is for you. Like, I feel like LZ and I may uh, may, may agree on this. I could be wrong. I'm but... just going to use my get-out-of-jail-free card. You already did. You already did. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing. Um, you can be good-looking and not that bright, and you can go a long way. Um, on the other hand, you know, you could be really um, unattractive and I- brilliant, and you may have a hard time getting your foot really? in the door somewhere. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Let, do you think Bill Gates is attractive? Very handsome man. Very, very Get handsome. Get out of here. Very good looking. Do you think Elon Musk is attractive? He yeah, I... Mm-mm. No? No, that's what I'm saying. All right, well, guess what? I'm going good looking. Okay. Hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, money well. isn't in this conversation. I know. I'm just hot and shallow. Well, science has proven that good looking people him, get further in life than unattractive people. That's true. This was the science says. Because we naturally give good-looking people, and tall people too, for that matter, mm. yeah. the benefit of the doubt, the second chances, the opportunities, whatever it is. And we tend not to do the same thing for people who are considered less attractive. See? So with that being said, I would rather be less attractive. <laughs> All right, what's next, Greg? One more. All right, I'm taking this one. Oh, louder. All right. Oh, shoot. So... We're going to start with Elsie. Would you rather only be allowed to shower once a week or allowed to shower every day, but it has to be done in public? 
Oh, I'll show every day in public. We good. No problem. Yeah, I don't care about no that. Problem. Yeah, really? No problem. Really? Nothing. Oh, no okay, issue so let me give you let me, let me give you a uh, quick example. Um, now, not in public per se, um, but on my honeymoon, we went to St. Lucia. And we stayed at this beautiful resort called Calabash Cove. It is one of the nicest, coolest things I've ever, uh, places I've ever visited as far as just like a relaxation place. And we rented like this bungalow, right? They have these 10, they have like a, like a, a, a structure with like 20 rooms, but then there are these 10 bungalows literally on the sand, okay? And it's, um, the shower is outdoors. Now, it covers your body, but you can see here their head when you're getting your shower. But like, you know, that's only one step removed. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, there were people walking by while I was showering. So, I, you know, I'm fine with it. I have no problem showering outside in front of people. I'm kind of a, like, closet exhibitionist in some weird way. Um, I don't have a lot to be proud of. It's not like I'm hot. It's not like I got a six-pack. It's not like I'm packing. Um, but I will just tell you that uh, being naked in public doesn't really seem to be a problem for me, and I don't want to take a shower only once a week because – I work yeah. out every day. I sweat a lot. I need to yeah. shower every day. Yeah, yeah. And you were in, a, in locker rooms for years. You showered with people all the time. I had no problem with it. I got over yeah. that. No problem. Yeah. I thought this one would give you guys a little bit kind of like a tough because, you know, what if kids are around? That's all right. So, I mean, we got the, same, got the stuff. same stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's so. different for girls. I don't know, women, because, right. I mean, at the end of the day, most of the comedies – that we watch on television or in, you know, the screen or whatever, when there's like one of those scenes, you know what I'm talking about? The guy just kind of covers his junk and runs. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and we've seen like a billion episodes of stuff like that. From, you know, you it just is, grab. It is so, I mean, for us. Yes. Yeah, you got more to hide. You know, or, or more to, more you can choose to cover. I don't like that word hide. Okay, Makes that's like there's true. something wrong well, with we it. Go, see, that's the thing. We as women have to cover Y'all don't got to cover up. We got to cover the top part. But men can be like, ooh, ooh, yeah. you know. Yeah. But well, don't you think women are, women are generally more self-conscious, I think, about their bodies than guys. Like, you go to a beach, right? That's true. And there could be a guy, like, really, really, really big. And he don't care. He's just you rocking. Got to he, be, I'm going to stop that lie right now. What's up? Dude, guys yeah. are very self-conscious about their bodies. I'll tell you what, though. You ever been to a pool? And, and like, you see the a, t-shirts on the guys in the water? Yes, I have. Okay, but how about like a girl You ever gets seen a up? guy walk around with sandals and socks because he's ashamed of his feet? I had never I mean, thought about on, that. come on, dog. No, I never thought about that one. But how about <laughs> when a woman gets up and, and she right away puts a towel around her when she's at the pool? I don't want anybody seeing my ass. All right, nobody look at my ass. And so, Laura, are you saying that women are more self-conscious? Is that why you, you wouldn't do what we're all saying? Well, I just thought about it in the kids' perspective. You know, there's children. I was like, eh. But that's the reason why I thought. I do think just from my own experience, women are a little bit more self-conscious. But I also know men that have a lot of issues with their body. So I think that men are not, I don't want to use the word allowed, but really encouraged to talk about those issues that they have. With I, I think we have issues in this country with nudity, period. Like, well, I, we do. We yeah, equate it's nudity with too, sex. By the way, yeah. we equate nudity with sex in this country. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say, Laura, that our insecurities as a gender are just as prevalent. They're just shown in different ways. Correct. Oh, and that's we true. Ra- and we rally around each other and protect each other by our insecurities. Where I think women, from my experience, you will support one another, but up to a point, if it's about an opportunity to perhaps catch the eye of someone you're interested in. Yep. Yep. Whereas guys, we will cover each other in the insecurity and make it about jokes and we give each other the business and blah, blah, blah. But it's really is about our insecurities. 
Yeah. Uh, real quick, let me. Uh, that's uh, that's all we got for Would You Rather. Let me sneak in Robert and Whittier here real quick. He's talking about the Buki tickets. Buki, you got tickets for Buki? <laughs> I got a good friend who has a ticket agency. I just uh, sent him a message and he sent me the prices. Okay. Any luck? Uh, and we're looking for floor seats. They go for five thirty-five. The cheapest he has is two fifty. The cheapest seats in the ho- whole house, or just the? Or are you yeah. talking about? The cheapest seats in the whole house, yeah, two fifty. Okay. All right, Robert. Let, let's put you on hold. Take that man's information, okay. just in case we we need a lifeline. There you go, Greg. Take that man's info. Just Don't do it, Laura. Wait for wait for George and we'll, LZ we'll, to hook you up. Well, we'll see. It's just it's good to have a backup. You know I what like I'm saying? Options. Thank, thank you, Robert. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, you have now pushed it back three straight segments. That we, we're going to talk about Paul George, whether you like it or not. Laura. I like how they blame me. All, like all his I'm model. saying, like I'm you and Greg have been trying to avoid this conversation since the beginning of the show when we had it. We are going to have it again, and people out there are going to have to apologize. To one Paul George. Because he wasn't Pandemic P yesterday. The jokes weren't flying yesterday. We'll get to that. <laughs> you do like to meander. You're a meanderer. No, wrong. I am a. When somebody asks me a question, very oftentimes when I have an answer, the answer can be in the form of a question. No. I like to get this things ain't Jeopardy, straight. bro. I like to get things straight, okay? I like to ask questions. I mean, I'm but a how, I mean it's not like Greg is asking us, like, you know. Well, let me ask you a question. The, the, They're the not theory in of relativity. You okay, know what I'm saying? Like, well, let me ask you this. You ready? So when 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 he says, hey, would you rather be a, a, a fire guy or a water guy? And LZ jumps in and he says, now, hold on. I have a few questions here because I want to make sure Because I it doesn't happen that often when LZ does it. You LZ do it every time. as curious as I am. He got as many questions as I do. Right, but Cap, what he but, does, he says, he asked me a question about the question. You go, correct. so what you're asking me is, am I going to be a water guy or a fire guy? And yeah, that's exactly us. what Greg yeah, just said. Me, yes. Okay, and so, so when Sedano says, let me ask you this 5,000 times a day. Does anybody say Sedano? You got to stop saying, let me ask you this before you say No, because I'm asking you something. Oh, oh, that's the difference? I'm actually asking you something. Well, I am too. No, you repeat what someone asked. Correct. So you're saying it twice. You don't ask a question about the question. You just repeat the question. Next time that happens, point it out to me. Let me know. Oh, okay. Do you have a (laughs) – okay, so we have a sounder for when you go too far when you're a line stepper. Right. The foghorn. Now, we need another sound. Another sound for when he's repeating, when he's doing the repeating. Right, let me know. What can we do that's a repeating sound? No, 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 that, no I don't like nah, that. Can we find good. something else? That's no good. Maybe something. Can we find something? Maybe something? Go through the... Uh... We're looking for something right now. We're thinking of an idea. Okay. All right, well, you let us know. That I want you to let share. us know. You don't Interject. like it, so what? I don't care. Oh, there you go. That's, That's actually right. not bad. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good right there. Okay, yeah. let me know. You let yeah. me know. Your car alarm, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. When Listen, you pull that I'm off, an, that, that is I'm basically I'm an interested it. person. I'm very interested. Okay. Okay? How interested were you in Paul George last night? Mr. I was extremely interested in that, and I'll tell you why. You were watching. I was I, very impressed. I was watching. I Listen, here's why. Because everything yesterday, here was your question. Who has more pressure? Paul yes. George or Giannis? LZ yeah. and I teamed up yesterday, and we both explained why we thought Giannis, with his MVPs, has to deliver wins, okay? And nobody expected a lot out of Paul George. We kept asking the question till the very end of the show. Do you think he will be able to have a Durant-esque performance when his team desperately needs him? And guess what? He yeah. came through. And to me, 
Uh, I think that makes this an even more interesting story now. But I don't understand the victory lap. That's what I'm did, not understanding. Did, did you did you and Cap, uh, or excuse me, LZ, uh, did you and Cap see when Greg was trying to slip in that Reggie Jackson was the most important player in the fourth quarter? Just completely eliminating the fact that Paul George hit the dagger in the fourth quarter with a minute and 48 seconds, got fouled and won, and had multiple assists in the fourth quarter, including a couple of the Reggie Jackson and did not even factor in that he played great defense. I have the numbers thanks to ESPN Stats and Info. People guarded, opponents guarded by Paul George in the fourth quarter only shot four of 13. Greg, did you really try to make this about Reggie Jackson and not about Paul George in our text chat? Reggie Jackson, it wasn't in the text chat, it was in a, it was in a tweet. Um, but Reggie Jackson was... No, no, it was also in the text chat, I believe. Was it? No, oh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Reggie Jackson was the best offensive player for the Clippers in the fourth quarter. and it Was he, close. considering that Paul George also assisted on a couple of his shots? Paul George was very loose with that ball in the fourth quarter. He should have had Greg, like really? four or five Greg, turnovers. Yeah, you know what? He should have he had, had one. four or five turnovers. I understand, I understand, but I was... He should, this I, is I was, what I didn't, come he to. Should, no, he, he should, should not have had, had the ball in his hands. Five, he should he not have, have had the ball in the hands in the fourth quarter. Reggie Elsie, Jackson was way this? better in the fourth quarter on offense than Paul George was. Elsie, are you Defense Elsie, is different. Elsie, you know basketball. I'm not going to fault Paul George for having help. And I think that's what you're doing, Greg. You, he's, everyone needs help. Sure. So right, I'm nobody not, scores not, 30 I'm, points I'm in the fourth gonna, quarter. I'm not going <laughs> to – well, you could, but, you know. Very few, if but, ever. I'm not going to fault Paul George for having a teammate help him. But what I will say is um, Reggie Jackson was beasting in the fourth when they needed it most. He did. And but he needed somebody to help him also Well, well not just well. help him. He, I mean, he, he scored, I think, 22 in the – what was it, 22 in the first half? That was Paul George, 22 yeah, in the first 22 half. Yeah, 22 in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that means the second half got kind of, you know. 15. Right. <laughs> right. right. But seven in points quarter, in the fourth quarter pretty, and three assists and yeah. great defense. Yeah, but three of that seven we know came on that and one. So that means a good chunk of the quarter he went scoreless. So thankfully Reggie Jackson stepped up to help him out because Paul was so big in that first half. But he had an overall really good game. The thing I found most interesting about all of this was that statistically he had the best game in postseason history for a player in the Clippers franchise. And you're like, huh, I'm pretty sure we've seen players average that in postseason play. (laughs) But what was it, 35 and 15? Yeah, 37 and 16, I think. According to the Clippers, no other player has ever done that in the postseason game in their franchise's history which I found to be quite remarkable because while it was a great game, they aren't necessarily numbers that are so out-of-worldly that you would have thought no one else could have accomplished them. Yeah, I mean, they're not do you know? Do you know? Do, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, Kaplan. Do you know who the, the, where Paul George ranks in fourth-quarter points in this postseason? It doesn't matter, George. I'm, no, no, but do you know? <laughs> I'm just asking you the question. Well, I, I don't. I, 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 don't I don't know where he ranks, but I know it doesn't matter. Okay, I... I I, I will tell you because I believe it does matter. It is fifth in the NBA at 7.6 points per game. Number one, and again, he's eliminated, is Jason Tatum at 8.3. Mm-hmm. John Morant at 8.2, who's also eliminated. Trey mm-hmm. Young at 8.2. Kevin Durant at 7.8. So don't tell me that seven points in the fourth quarter with a couple of assists is not a good fourth quarter. What I'm saying is, and what I've always said about statistics, is not the win, it's not the what, but the when. 
to win. Now, right. as I but said, that's a good fourth quarter. As, as I said, he balled out overall. But the bulk of the offense, in terms of the 35 points we're talking about, the bulk of that came in the first half. So when, I talk, when I'm talking about it doesn't matter to me who has the most points in the fourth quarter, it's because you don't know the scenario. The game could have been a blowout and he just racked up 10 points. I mean, you don't you don't know what the scenarios is, and I don't think you have it in front of you to break down every single scenario that they went through. I mean, so over, a, so a 12 games, over a 12-game so sample size, I would imagine so there's some close moments there. And I would imagine there's probably some blowouts, too. We don't know. We do know the Clippers blew out Dallas a few times. How many of those points came in those fourth quarters? We do not know that. So I'm not going to sit here and say the cumulative of the fourth quarter dictates how well he plays in crunch time. But, but over 12 say, games, we have a pretty good sample size of somewhere in between. Over 12 games, you have a number, and you don't know how it differentiates from game to game. But what I will say is this about Paul George. The only reason why I think he needs to do it again isn't because I'm a hater, but it's because that's what great players do. They do it again. Great players don't have a great performance and then revert back to some person you don't recognize. That's an inconsistent role player. Great players do it again. That's what makes them great, the consistency. Not the ability to do it once, but the ability to do it. So when I think about Paul George and the pressure that's on him going forward, it's not a hateration to see if he can do it again because that's the barometer that we measure all great players by, the consistency of excellence, not the occasional appearance of it. This guy last night, Paul George, had a phenomenal performance to lead a team on the road missing their number one guy when most people doubted he could ever really do it. So check that box, George. Check it, okay? But now the question becomes, can the Clippers wrap up this series, knock out the number one seed without their number one player? Will Paul George have exercised the demons in one game and be satisfied or will he exercise the demons of his reputation because he's now leading the Clippers into a place where they've never been before? I mean, the celebration last night was like Game Seven of the NBA Finals. And, oh, I and disagree. A, and Paul George in, in the post game was. I'm not Paul talking George about him. Paul George was not celebrating. I'm not post, talking about him. Though. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the, you know, <laughs> the, the notion of I was right and you guys were wrong. It's, it's because. Because you guys made it seem like this guy is some pedestrian player, and he's I, not. No one said that. Well, actually, I won't say no one said it because I do think that Laura may have said something like that. But I never said that, and I don't think Cap said that. The conversation we had was about who had the most pressure. No one said that Paul George sucked. No, no, no. I'm not Laura. saying it had to be just I yesterday. I never you mentioned have, him. You, you guys have <laughs> said that he, is not, that, that he has not lived up I to the billing, whatever that name. means. Actually, he name. had lived up to the billing. He lived up to the billing of of being a a guy who had never really been able to get over. And and because of the nickname and because of all the clowning, he'd lived up to the billing of a guy who had never really. By the way, do you done. know the origin of playoff P? Do you know the origin of it? I do, as a matter of fact. What is the origin? Of would you, would you you want to quiz me now to make sure I understand what this is about? <laughs> I'm asking you, you if you want, say you know it, then a, tell us. A, if you don't, a, I'll tell you no, it because no, I know it. Well, I, you can maybe tell it in greater detail, but I think everybody – and by the way, for everybody that doesn't know it, here it goes. He's at a press conference way back when, and he says something to the effect of, yeah, what you just saw was playoff P, meaning, like, that's who I am come postseason. George, is that a good enough explanation or not? It's somewhat incomplete. He okay, was asked ahead, specifically about about <laughs> – Oh, no, no, no. You can laugh, LZ, but I, you can go pull up the question. It was about his defense in a game. 
Okay, fine. It was about his defense, but and he, he said that defense, when I put the clamps on that guy, that's playoff P. He is a good defender. Like, this, all this stuff, if we're being real, that's where this stuff gets misconstrued. He's not sitting there telling you that he's LeBron. Man, he's got I a mean, commercial he's being, where he's hitting last-second shots, man. At a time And in that's which, fine. At a time in which I think statistically he had only hitting maybe one such shot in his entire career. He was like one for 17 or something like that, and he had a commercial where he was hitting the last second shot and all that stuff, and everybody was clowning him then about that. He's had this reputation long before he was playoff P. He's just, for whatever reasons, well, not forever, there are some solidified reasons, but there are also some added reasons that I'm unfamiliar with as to why people like to clown him, but he has become like one of those, one of those guys. It's unfortunate because he is a great player. He is really talented. He does have a lot of things that you would want on your team. It's just he can't get it out of the way of his own mouth. All right, we can continue this on the other side. Plus, I want to get into what I think was the biggest choke job. I'm just saying y'all are too hard on this dude. He's good, okay? And the disrespect is wrong, in my personal opinion. I'm not saying you two specifically, but I'm just saying in general. 